Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3. Time now for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Singapore shares began trading in the negative territory this morning, following overnight losses on Wall Street amid the earnings season. In early trade, the STI down 0.8% to 3,127 points after some 97 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, closing numbers are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The STI down 0.4%. We're looking at 3,140 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $1.04 billion. Naganus trailed losers 258 versus 267. Top 5 movers by value. We've got here DBS, Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding, Sing Dollars, OCBC, Capital Core and City Developments Limited. Heavily traded Securities, Citrim, Yangtzejiang Shipbuilding, Sing Dollars, and Genting Singapore. And in terms of companies to watch, uh, we have Capital Corp, the asset manager, posting their 2.5%. Increase in net profit to some 440 million Sing dollars for second half ended December, and that's compared against the uh, previous corresponding period. Now, elsewhere, from the language used in the Federal Reserve's latest uh, post-meeting comments to big tech CEOs being grilled by U.S. officials, more international headlines are in focus today. Joining me on the line is Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Terence, welcome. How's your CNY shopping coming along? They can take heard about it, right? I'm yes. right now, yeah, right now underground in the car park, just waiting for this interview to end. Then I'm gonna continue. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. I wish for a bountiful uh, haul, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time out. And uh, well, Terence, let's get started with the U.S. Fed, right? Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, he said the central bank unlikely to lower rates in March and he pointed to progress towards that 2% inflation target, but more improvement needed. It seems like this is more hawkish than expected. How would you read into this? Well, I don't think it's a surprise at all, considering yeah. that the current interest rate is still above the Fed. You know, they've been talking about it for ages, uh, 2% level, that's the magic number. And we certainly need more time to ensure that, you know, any inflationary pressure pressures, uh, you know, are contained, the Fed uh, should be cautious. And, and I totally believe that. In fact, we think the Fed remains firmly in a risk management mode as it continues to make progress on both sides. Uh, Powell uh, struck an optimistic tone on inflation, stating that, uh, and we've foreseen the inflation numbers have been falling to uh, very manageable levels from mm-hmm. something that was very startling, uh, you know, just a year ago. Yep. And the Fed simply needs to see more similar evidence on disinflation in order to initiate the, the cutting uh, cycle. Uh, we said previously on this program that the first cut should be in June. Sticking, We're sticking to our guns right now. Okay. Um, and I think the markets are, in fact, uh, just pricing in a 35% probability for March cut. So in the main, it's not very much of a surprise. Yeah, okay. And Terence, let's head over to Singapore as usual. How did the STI fare today or how far did Singapore take the lead from the US after those comments? Any surprises when we look at the biggest movers? Well, like you mentioned, uh, it's in the red. Um, and that's due to overnight fall. Uh, many of the regional markets have also followed suit. Uh, so with the market seemingly rattled, uh, the sector which I think uh, would benefit 
the most from rate cuts. You know, uh, they are the ones that will be hit the hardest. The property guys, the REITs, you know, they, they basically came under siege. Uh, the REITs of Capital Land and Fraser's, uh, they were down about 3 plus percent today. The Maple mm. Tree Babies, uh, the Maple Tree REIT Babies uh, were down 2 plus percent. Mm, I see. And uh, zooming in on some of the companies to watch, I do want to take a look at Capo or Terrence. The asset manager posting their 2.5% increase in net profit to around $440 million for second half ended December compared to the previous corresponding period, of course. Uh, how far is this a boost to the firm's counter today? Well, overall, the, we, we saw record earnings for Capo. Great news for them. I've been looking at this company for over 20 years. Right? Uh, these, these numbers are uh, strong, I mean, notwithstanding the one-off gains. Um, but share price was slightly down at uh, 0.7% today. Uh, uh, and I think uh, if you look at the share price, uh, it mm. has been appreciating from 680 uh, to $7.18, you know, the last few trading sessions. So so I think there's a little bit of a sell, you know, on news. Mm. Some of the key highlights for, for Capo's results, I believe the three uh, business segments, uh, you know, they're profitable with improved performance coming in from uh, infra and mm. connectivity, yeah. uh, excluding excluding the discontinued uh, operations. Uh, ROE was actually healthy. I mean, it's, it's bumped up uh, two percentage points to 9.3% uh, in 2023. So I, I, I think that's great. And to investors, many of you are, many of the investors, you know, they're concerned about dividends. Uh, second half, uh, they actually like dished out you know, higher dividends uh, from nine uh, from eighteen cents a year ago to nineteen cents. Uh, in total, uh, the dividends were thirty four cents per share, mm. and this implied a, a relatively healthy four point seven percent annualized yield for for the company. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. And from Capital, let's go to the SGX, the local boss, Terence. Net profit for first half ended December, which is actually the first half of. 2024 for them, uh, dipped 1% to uh, $281 million, and that's from the $284 million we saw in FY 2023. How would you read into this? What is the outlook given the mood for listings and IPOs? Well, actually, we monitor the operating data. So if we look at the operating data, it shouldn't be very much of a surprise. Uh, securities market turnover value and uh, securities daily average value, you know, they're already down. 12% year on year. Uh, the other uh, engine uh, derivatives were, you know, were up just one to two percent. Uh, and overall, you you have expected uh, SGX to actually see uh, the numbers come off. Uh, the outlook for the exchange, I think, still very much hinges on how the external macro environment would evolve. Uh, while higher volume for currency and commodity derivatives uh, helped offset a decline in market turnover. Mm. Um, I I think that that would have been measured against the slowing Chinese economy and that definitely weighed on sentiments. Right. And let's head over to the US and take a look at Qualcomm. Second quarter profit forecaster, slightly above Wall Street estimates, sales in line with market expectations. But it seems like investors, they are quite um, concerned about the chip makers' Android sales in China. So what do we know so far? Um, Foreign chip companies, uh, I mean foreign to, to China, uh, they've been having it hard uh, the last few years. And, and in fact, many of the US chip makers were also very, very careful uh, what or how, what, what quantities to sell to uh, their Chinese customers. 
the last few, uh, and, and that has been happening uh, since uh, the the war, I mean the trade mm-hmm. war started in 2018, right? Uh, according to some estimates, I think Qualcomm will slash shipments to China by 50 to 60 million ships. Uh, Huawei accounting for the majority of the declines. Um, and in, in fact, on uh, and, and you know, this is credit to Huawei. With so much being cut, they actually came out with their own uh, set of Mm. They came out of their own set of chips yeah. uh, for the, uh, and their own Kirin uh, processors, right, for its Mate 60 series. Uh, so that's great. Great news for Huawei. Uh, and many people would think that, hey, that's, uh, that will hit Qualcomm really badly. So this turnaround, uh, or at least uh, this uh, mm. slight profit yeah. uh, increase, uh, actually showed that you know, Qualcomm is resilient. Mm. And uh, they are able to navigate uh, all these restrictions well into 2024, uh, mm. with by betting uh, heavy on on chips to automakers and car suppliers. Right, and we must talk about this piece of juicy news. It's like the piece of chashu for journalists, uh, Terence. Uh, TikTok's Chinese parentage, of course, put its Singaporean CEO Chu Shouzi in the hot seat again at this congressional hearing in the U.S. focused on safety for children on social media platform. Now, aside from that, we have four other big tech chiefs like uh, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg, Snap's Evan Spiegel, uh, Axis, uh, Linda Yaccarino, Discord's uh, Jason Citroen. They also testified before uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee at Capitol Hill. Now, Mark Zuckerberg said to take the most heat. Question is, we've got these many big hits being questioned, will that be an implication on stock price or is it going through motion given that, you know, it's the second meeting for, for Chu already for TikTok? Well, I've, I've not heard uh, the word Singapore or Singaporean mentioned so many times at Congress <laughs> hearing, right? Yeah. It's like six, seven times within the minute. Uh, tech has been hit very heavy over the last few years. Hit as in uh, they've been targeted by uh, Congress and this is bipartisan. Uh, we're talking about both the Democrats and Republicans uh, whacking tech, right? Uh, this hearing that we have right now, uh, the one on safety for children on social media platforms, is not the first, and yeah. it won't be the last. But ultimately, I, I feel, I mean, I've seen some of these congressional hearings. It seems very much like a tongue lashing, like a scolding session. Yeah. Uh, and and with, with many people, of course, the retail investors, uh, people on the sides, the men on the street cheering them on because, you know, many people don't like the big tech, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it doesn't seem like it has uh, too much teeth. I, I don't see very much real action uh, yeah. or something that's material that uh, these guys get hit with. Mm. Uh, and and I, I, I feel that, you know, overall, if they, they, these guys, uh, a lot of these social big tech guys, they're still going to grow their user base by millions, tens of millions and ultimately, you know, they are still going to be profitable. It will not affect their share price prices unless something, mm. uh, but it something happens to them uh, mm. fundamentally. But it it will unlikely be anything to do with these congressional hearings. Mm. I guess, perhaps maybe on the red tip front, they are contemplating some legislation, right, for victims to yeah. sue the big techs. Um, thanks a lot, Terence. I shall not hold you back from your CNY shopping. That was Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.